You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Friday edition of Inside the Locker Room. The LSU game is one day away. So the Bengal Tiger fans will be rolling in. They love to travel. They'll be rolling in here to Tuscaloosa today. Uh, so it should be uh, big crowds uh, in Tuscaloosa downtown on the campus uh, for the rest of the weekend. So enjoy. I think the weather be be. Pretty nice as well. 205-342-9904. If you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning, Twitter or X, it is uh, at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email for the show, Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Uh, download that Tide 100.9 app. I've already had a guy in Pensacola, not Pensacola, Panama City. Messaged me this morning, Dad, that he's listening. He's stuck in traffic, so said for us not to be bad this morning. So, uh, shout out to, to my guys out in Panama City, but he's got the app, so he's ready to roll with us this morning. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you certainly don't want it. If you're looking to build that fence, the deck, the pergola, only one choice. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. The blue plate special is locked in. Uh, take Louisville minus the nine and a half at home against the Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, I never thought that would be the direction you would go. Uh, not that I think it's a bad pick. I just don't, just uh, wasn't thinking Louisville and Virginia Tech, but, uh, we'll see. Six and three, looking to go seven and three, uh, this weekend. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, hanging in there. Okay. I guess, uh, you're mentioning the blue plate. Uh, I think it's a little bit difficult to find games I was comfortable with. And, um, I don't really worry about whether people like the game, particularly if they want to look at it, they can. If they don't, they need to pass. Um, uh, yeah, we've talked enough about LSU. I, we I tried to call Mike Davis last night, could not reach him. Uh, didn't know if he wanted to talk anyway. Uh, Bobby was a friend of mine, but I know really hard to work for. So I'll leave, I'll leave that alone. Um, anyway, so that's that's where it goes. Uh, also, I want to mention Yellowwood. Barry does every time. Does a good job of it and. I want to thank Jimmy for doing what he's done for us. If we don't have Yellow Wood, we don't have a show. And Yellow Wood is uh, not only helping us, but it'll help you if you go and you need you need something. I was down there for a year and know how they work and what they do. And so my recommendation is if you're trying to build, build with Yellow Wood. Text Tech, one, as was mentioned, 3528. The Duke game had a freshman quarterback. They got to six wins. They got to a bowl. Um I think a guy does, as Barry already knows, I think a guy has done a terrific job uh, taking that team. But all the other coaches have been in there, but not quite as good as he's done at Duke. Troy beat uh, South Alabama 28-10. Um, as mentioned, uh, the Steelers 
one. They beat uh, uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Purdue has come out, and we're in a little bit of a confab about this, and I don't know what's going to happen, but Purdue's come out and says that they have evidence of Michigan scouting them game, scouting one of their games or whatever the games to see. Uh, the new schedule for the Big Ten has come out. If you if you have forgotten it, and you probably have, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and Southern Cal are now in the Big Ten. Uh, I'm not going to go to the Big Ten schedule, but uh, USC opens on the road at Michigan. So um, you know they may not see them again for 10 years, but they do that. Because the thing is going to be, all those teams is going to be a scattered schedule. Um I, 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 when when Barry, when Barry has a game, I go and watch the officials uh, too. And um, I don't I don't say that, that, that in high school, but small college, and I'm not gonna get into that because Barry's got to say in small college uh, officials lean, they just do. Scott plays last night down at St. Thomas down in, down in Fort Lauderdale. They go, they go the line thirty times. The opponent does. 30 cotton-picking times in an overtime game. Um, it, 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 just, it just, that's what's wrong with college basketball when I coach. It drives me crazy when I see back from a Bears game. Now, I know that I overdo it sometimes, but when you go to the, when you go to the line nine or ten times, don't even have a big, I think go 30 and you get beaten in overtime. It just, it's just something I wanted to say and it galls me and you don't have to call it about that. Anyway. We take your calls. We'll start answering questions you have. I think we talked enough about LSU. Well, we LSU'd you to death. But if you've got a lot of LSU stuff you want to talk about, we'd love to have you call in. Because we don't have a got Sonny on. That, uh, and we're going to have uh, – he had uh, one of the announcers on the show with him last, uh, on the Hey Coach thing. I think we've got some of that, which would be pretty good. Uh, anyway, I'll let Barry do. Yeah, Barry, I think Brad Nestler was with Coach. Yeah, Brad uh, yeah. last night. Uh, this is, I'll say about officials, um, especially in high school. Uh, if you're a fan, leave the officials alone. You're having a hard enough time getting officials. Uh, they're not getting paid very much. When you just berate them, uh, these middle schools hardly have anybody to call. Uh, yeah, that let, is hard. Let, let the coaches work on, but you stand up there screaming at them. The entire time, uh, we have an officials problem, uh, right now. Uh, and I hear what dad's saying about, uh, down there and, uh, and those guys shooting 30 something free throws and that's frustrating. Let the coach work the official, uh, but the fans screaming at them on every call, I don't know, to me, it's just not, uh, not. No point in it. You can't do it. And fans don't know. I, you know, I'm not into that, but I, I don't do that, but I just, I just think it, but, um, I think the the person that charged the officials association, uh, you know, have a harder enough time getting getting yeah. officials that want to do it. There's no doubt about that. But once they do, and they have a little group there, is to is to try and do the very best they possibly can. To, uh, I'm talking about college, small co- small college basketball. I think is of all of it is the worst. It just is because you go to a lot of different places. So. Yeah, but uh, we're fortunate. We have good officials here in the West Alabama area. Um, uh, so that's, that's good. Uh, and there's some big games here. Like we have a good game Tuesday night. Oak Mountain comes in. We need good officials and we'll have them there. All right. Let's get to the, uh, Yellowwood hotline. Bring Michael into the show. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. Hey, Michael. 
How you doing? Hey, appreciate hey, appreciate all you've done uh, on the uh, X Force. Uh, well, I, you're a big basketball talk. fan, and I've, I've, I've mentioned that. Tried to brag on you, but but you need bragging on because you've done. <laughs> Put a lot of time and uh, research into that uh, stuff that you tweet out every morning, Michael. Uh, give everybody your, before you tell us what you call it about, give them your ex-handle because they're about college and Alabama basketball fans. You're a great follow. Well, I appreciate that. And, and I never did that to just to get followers. I just sure. wanted to do it to help promote the program. But I'm at the M Southern 17. But the reason I wanted to call, Coach, is I, I wanted to tell you how much it's meant these last couple of weeks, all the – uh interaction that you've done on on x because it's been a lot because i grew well, up i didn't want to do too much i try to take a to take you know give a sentence or two about what you have said uh like it was emo you know emo really shouldn't have left after two years but i couldn't get I into agree that. on that one yeah i couldn't get into it it's too much of a uh i i won't get into it if somebody's dying to know i'll, I'll tell them but uh, <laughs> uh, they, and, but I did want to mention Terry uh, Connor because I had Jim Farmer and Mark Godfrey here, and they, we talked about how good he was. So I just thought I'd mention, and you know, I got a lot of point guards to get by. Mike Davis, who, who was terrific. So go ahead. No, all of them, Coach, and and uh, you know, I want to pay my respects to Coach Knight. I know a lot of people had different opinions on him, but I yeah. I always admired how good of a tactician he was, and yeah. the one thing I always wondered. When I watched that national championship game between Indiana and Syracuse in 87, I just kept wondering, man, it would be so great if that would have been your team playing Bobby Knight's team yeah. in that championship yeah, game. Yeah, I wish we could uh, have. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been fantastic. And then I may, uh, if I run into you this uh, this winter, like we talked about, I may pick your brain about Enos because he was one of my favorite players growing up. I'll be glad to I'll be glad to talk to you off the air about it. Yeah, Enos uh, Enos was the best uh, passer I've I've seen in college basketball. Uh, you better have your hands ready; you'll get hit right in the face. Yeah. As I've told Barry before, Michael uh, Enos was one of the first ones to look left and throw right. Ah, he, okay. he was at Phillips High School, and people just it, because uh, he didn't look, he he passed the ball where he wasn't looking. Uh, made him something special. Of course, he handled the basketball well and. He got to the pros and did okay. He would have gotten to the pros a lot better had he stayed four, but uh, that's another story. It's okay. And Enos and I are fr- good friends, and he always tries to be on the show when we can get him. I think the uh, only other thing I just want to mention, and you, you already know this, Coach, but maybe a lot of people don't, but there really is a very passionate fan base for basketball and always has been. Maybe we're not outspoken as we should be, but there is a really good core of people, and these last – 40, 40 days that I've been doing this, I've, I've had a lot of good interaction, and it makes me feel You've really done good great to see so many people. You've done a great <laughs> job. I appreciate well, it. No, I appreciate everything you did, Coach, because your team's been a lot to me growing up. I mean, wow. uh, when I was in junior high, high school, and then when I was a student, I was there in Jeez. the section for a lot of your games. So. <laughs> Well, you're showing how old you are, Michael. I'm just teasing. I'm really old. I'm very I'm, old. I'm, I'm sure I'm older than you, Michael. So uh, <laughs> I'm too old. Thank you, me. thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you calling in very All much. Right. Yeah, back you. up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all? I, I like that call from Michael. I agree with him. Well, yeah, Michael uh, is a good follow on X. I keep calling it Twitter, but uh, he puts a lot of thought in. Uh, to it. I think it's three days now before um, Alabama basketball tips off. So he's got something about Enos Whiteley today, who was number three. So that's kind of how that, all that works. So anyway, he does well, a good job with it. Good. Uh, 
Can I? Can we uh, talk about the Michigan uh, deal sure. a little bit? Yeah, sure. I, I want to uh, kind of update people, and I want to get y'all's opinion. And you tell what you want to talk about. It was one of the things I had written down. Uh, and I guess it was coming out that the commissioner is going to meet with Michigan's president uh, today, uh, and because there's getting a lot of push from the other Big Ten schools to do something about it. Here's my question to Dad, uh, Tom. I'm curious what you think. Do you think the president has called Jim Harbaugh in, and I mean, and asked, does Jim Harbaugh lawyer up where he doesn't have to go talk to his president? How do these things work in this situation? I think I think the president's called the athletic director. I don't. I do not think he's called Jim in. Anyway, I was just curious about that, Tom. Go ahead. I, I agree. I agree with Coach because until <clears throat> uh, the president is not going to make any kind of <coughs> excuse me any kind of move, so he's got hard evidence. But this is an employee. I don't think he wants to uh, run the risk of uh, damaging a relationship and, uh, and going down that road right there. But so he's got something. But, but in his it's hands. a simple yes or no, Jim. Did this guy do this, and what did you know about it? No, I don't think so. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think that's a conversation you have at that level. You don't do that. No. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm asking because you don't because no, you don't want to know the thing. answer because you don't want to know the answer. Well, not do you know the answer? <laughs> you don't want I, to Tom, I think I think we know the answer now. You whether have, G- whether Jim Harbaugh to... can prove that he didn't know anything about it will be the only thing out there that's still standing. That's right. There it is, right there. But I mean, the president has got to put himself in the place of a lawyer. Do not ask a question that you don't know the answer to, or that you don't want to know the answer to. Could be that too. Yeah, but. Uh, um, you know, the interesting thing to me I wanted to bring up is uh, uh, Bruce Feldon had an article, and he went into detail about uh, he had a source that was in the meeting of the uh, the uh, meeting between the uh, commissioner and the coaches. And in his article, he said that Jim Harbaugh was there the first hour. Then they asked him to leave so that the coaches could feel free to speak uh, their mind, yeah. and and uh, several spoke to the point that uh, Michigan's cheating has been cheating, and they were disgusted with the commissioner because he had not taken action uh, against Michigan, uh, and they were saying things like, "If it was anybody else, you would already have nailed them." Yeah, and uh, I, I, these three words that came out about the coaches that what they said tainted what Michigan's done, fraudulent. And unprecedented is the three words. Correct. (laughs) But uh, I also wanted to get your and Coach's take on this. This this has turned into something very fascinating to me, and I could be way off base here, but I want to hear what y'all think. Somebody in uh, I forgot if it was his article or another one that I was scanning through, where they brought up the uh, the gambling aspect uh, of how many millions of dollars a person may lose when somebody cheats in sports. <laughs> you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And, and then they brought that up and they were talking about they didn't get specific about uh, Michigan, but they said, you know, what about people that legally wager and then you got somebody cheating 
what do you do about that? How do you how do you gain confidence? Uh, you know, in the game, the betting game, if if, if somebody is cheating in the sport, you, do you see what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, if you would have had knowledge that that stuff was going on. Uh, I guess you probably would have leaned towards taking Michigan if they have, uh, you know, that kind of clear advantage there in that situation. So I could see where, well, we, but when you, when you gamble, I think people know it's, uh, it's, it's a big time risk regardless, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, some people, they look at it differently sure. than that. They go, sure. you know, uh, uh, and, and I'm not saying that coach gambles, but look at the pains he takes trying to figure out, you know, the blue plate special, for example. And uh, and I know that's all in fun. That's not about money or anything like that. But think about people that do it, you know, week to week, gambling on ball games or whatever, and the pains that some would take trying to get you, you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. If you're a basketball coach and you look at that line, you know, and you got a team. How you sub at the end of the game can probably determine whether you hit that line or not. And you, you could probably control that based on the guy when you empty your bench. Uh, you yeah. Know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's a lot to it now. And, and I won't throw this out there and I don't want to, I don't want to kick the dead horse to, to any further, but you think about, we got an example to some degree with uh, coach Bohan and what he did. And what he got caught doing and the results of his decision. You see what I'm saying? And, yeah. And I, you got, but you, and then here's my bottom line point. I swear I'm going to get off. See how gambling can ruin every freaking thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but it's, it's not going away. Uh, so no, no, <laughs> I, I don't even pretend that, but, but to me, looking at it, uh, you know, from I, and I don't gamble, never have, don't know how, don't want to know how. And, uh, but, you know, me looking at it, I, I just can see the corruption that it brings to otherwise beautiful sports. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had a, a, a opportunity the other day to meet, uh, with a new person that's in charge of scheduling and so forth from the NBA and very, very smart guy. His name's Garth Glissman. And, uh, I talked to him about what his rule, what he was doing, and he said uh, a big part of it is the gambling. You're talking about scheduling for the SEC, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And SEC, and he said oh, uh, there is a new a new thing reporting about uh, reporting your injuries. So there's a lot of things, not only scheduling basketball. We, one thing we were looking at for the fun of it, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, football. Football is a complicated deal. As well with sixteen teams, really complicated, but it's a very interesting conversation. Smart guy. But but you, talk, you, know, you talk about a situation that could bring down a school or a conference. You get a big scandal like that going on, man. It's hard. It'll be hard. it'll it'll set you back five, six, seven years. It can, uh, Tom. Yeah, I can see the negative that it could be. I'm I, actually I really surprised could. that that baseball deal at Alabama, it kind of just went away and you never heard a word from Bo Hannon. You don't ever hear anything about it. Uh, which is surprising to me, to be quite honest with you. Uh, it really is because, well, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything because I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really, uh, just taking a chance bringing up the gambling thing because I read a paragraph, you know, about 
uh, how much money people could have lost because of of the scandal with Michigan. Yeah. And uh, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, thanks. Thank I enjoyed it. Okay, thank you, All Tom. right. Uh, we blew past that break, but no problem. No, it's 730 guests. We'll keep the phone lines open for this hour, 205-342-9904. Two-minute truck. They're out of 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go out to get uh, the boxes, the tape, everything, and preparation for this move it's a local move out of town out of state uh, if you're trying to get ready for the holidays you need two guys to come over and help unload the attic whatever you need these guys are ready willing and able to help you out i've had them just about every way possible always done an outstanding job for me give them a call today 205-247-5050 that is two men in a truck movers who care Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, all of a sudden a lot of activity. we got a wreck, McFarland eastbound before Rose Boulevard in Northport. Another 2059 eastbound at Mercedes Exit 89. And another one on US 82 eastbound near Boyd Road in Elrod. Two, four, six, eight, ten, up to $10,000 in instant savings at your hometown Nissan dealer. Towns and Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. Alabama Cannabis Commission Chair Rex Vaughn believes the court-delayed approval and operational beginning for medical cannabis in the state is moving forward now. Court challenges to the awarding of licenses in June have stalled the process. The plan now is to reevaluate applications on the 27th. Then the commission hopes to award licenses by December the 12th with products made available to the public by March. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Dry weather continues today with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 67. Fair tonight, not as cold as recent nights, the low 41. For tomorrow and Sunday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 72, the high Sunday at 75. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com. But in your zip code there, pull up the dealer closest to you. As you build, you want to build it right. Always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, back to the Yellowwood hotline. The phone lines are open the entire hour, 205-342-9904. So we'll talk college football. And also, Dad, I'll, we'll look at this uh, Monday college, SEC college basketball schedule. Yeah. Uh, I think 12 teams play Monday, and then on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, the Auburn and Mississippi State will play. Uh, so by Wednesday, everybody will have played in the SEC. But get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Hey, Philip. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. Cold down here in the net. Hey, I was, I was going to ask you, um, this game tomorrow night. Is this one where you guys think that um, from our standpoint as fans that we can sort of determine looking back, watching it on TV, who's going to win this game in the first five or seven minutes? Do you feel that way about this game? Do you think this is going to be a crazy back and forth 
you don't have a feel for it until the very end game. I think it's kind of a, I, I, I think it's kind of a come from behind game. The team that's, that's mm-hmm. down comes from behind. That's what I think because, well, because I think both teams can score. Uh, now mm-hmm. Alabama's case, they're better defensively than than LSU. How much better? I don't know, but uh, probably better. Uh, you know the, the point spread, the numbers. You know, you you mentioned early last week. Uh, everybody has said that said the same thing you have. Um, the forty forty keeps sticking in everybody's mind about point point deal. So. Well, I think it's, I don't know what Barry thinks. I think it's a come from behind game. I don't, obviously, I don't think you're going to know early. I mean, even if Alabama, uh, Phillips, let's say they jumped out to a 17 to nothing lead, mm-hmm. you would not think it was over by how potent right. LSU's offense is. Come they, from behind. They, they could score 17. So you, I, as a coach and as a fan, I would never think this game uh, would be over unless it just something ridiculous happens and one team turns the ball over, gets way down. Uh, because you know of how good LSU's offense is, uh, and then Alabama's yeah. had their struggles where they go through periods offensively where they don't look good, uh, and then they tend to be mistake prone. Uh, and they got to yeah. they got to they got to catch punts. They got to do the little things in this game because it will bite you, uh, Philip, against a, a team. Well, without without saying anything, Philip, he said the same thing. He thinks it's, you know, <laughs> without saying that. Well, when teams are this close, I don't think you're going to know who's going to win in the first quarter. I don't know if that was your question, Philip, yeah. but I don't. It, it kind of was. It, it kind of was because uh, at halftime of the Tennessee game, when I was sitting in Brighton Stadium that night, um, the guy sitting next to me said, uh, the Tennessee fans feel like they got it won. And I said, hell, I feel like they have it won. And, and that was at halftime. And then things started, you know, going in Alabama's favor when they scored in two plays in, in the start of the second half. So, uh, but that's very what you said just then is what scares me as an Alabama fan is that Alabama has a tendency to, uh, shoot itself in the eyeball. When they're looking at good things, or drop outside or they'll hurl a snap and hit Miller in the chest, or have to fall on it, or something odd like that happens, and, and, and seven points turns into sometimes three, or in some cases nothing. I can remember, uh, and I saw a video on, on it the other day on a. I won't get into that, but uh, when Auburn was playing Alabama here, when Cam Newton was, man, you remember they jumped out to a big lead, and Mark oh, yeah. was running that ball down the sideline. I kept still thinking Auburn is good enough to come back and win. They punched that ball out. That guy didn't give up on the play. He punched that ball out on Mark Ingram, and that ball did not go out of bounds and went right down. And then, you know, so I always think teams that have guys like Cam Newton and the quarterback for LSU, no lead is safe. Those guys well, can come back at any time. Phil, the, the deciding, one of the deciding factors would be several of them, of course, turnovers and penalties are two of them. But I think uh, completing the long pass against the poor against the poor defense that LSU supposedly has with their, with, their, with their backfield is going to be, is it going to be intercepted? Is it going to ever be complete? Is it going to be a touchdown? You know, Tennessee talks about the bad mistake that Tennessee's safety made when he ran up uh, and left the back wide open and where the Melrose threw the first touchdown to really start that 27-point. Of course, defense has something to do with it, too. 
mm-hmm. the 27 points Alabama got. But uh, I think the long pass is, to me, yeah, you got to control the game with your with your run. I got that, but I think if the long pass is there, you got to complete some of them. Right. Well, how, many times, how many times do we go into a game like this, uh, Philip? And all you've heard about is how bad LSU's defense is, uh, and how I'm good, and how good, I, and then you get into the game yeah. and the exact their defense is playing a lot better than you expect. You know, is that happens all where you think this is going to be a forty-something shootout? You know, where it's yeah. it, those guys on that defensive side of the ball, they got pride too. They've had two weeks to get yeah. ready for this thing. And uh, so I think sometimes what you think is going to happen, it goes the exact opposite uh, in these games. I still, I still think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a very much a shootout. I really do. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I hope the time wins. Like, I don't like Alabama in a shootout. Well, I don't either. Um, right now, right now, I'm leaning LSU 38-34 all the time. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. I mean, thank you, Philip. See y'all. All right, I'll have Bryce on the mic because he's hanging on. Get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Uh, Philip said 38-24 LSU. 38-34, yes. You know, Philip, he's an interesting character. He <laughs> he don't have a confidence in the team, does he? If I mean, if it's close, he's like me. It'll be the pessimist. He thinks they're going to lose. Well, uh by him being an Alabama fan, I've never seen nobody so. I hate to say the word negative, but I think he's uh, just, I don't want to say scared, but he, he respects the opponent and he's just worried. He's worried about it, is what I guess the best way well, to put it. I'm, I'm worried about the game, but I think that with, with Coach Saban, you always have a chance. And you're playing at home, the crowd should be fanatic. Tomorrow night, uh, I'm not going to predict no score, but I know we're going to win the game. I got it. I, I, I feel it in, in my heart, you know, uh, and I got feeling we're going to win the game, but I I can't predict no score. Have you ever picked I against did, Alabama, Bryce? Have I ever picked against Alabama? Yeah. No. Uh, why would you? Well, I'm just curious if you ever ever thought they were going. If you ever thought they were going to lose, uh, we dad. What do you the, think, Coach? Uh, dad, what do you think? What do you think in this game? I think Alabama probably wins in a close one because of their defense. That's what I'm thinking too. Like, but I don't uh, know that. The, the over, you had on the over under is um, sixty one and a half. So, according to Philip, he ought to push the push the house in the over. Just push it all in. Well. Jack Crow said something yesterday a lot of people need to forget about. I mean, had forgot about. I'm sorry. Uh, offense wins you a lot of games. Defense wins you championships. And the way this defense is playing, and uh, I, and I'll be the first one to say, hey, I was wrong. The way this defense is playing, I think they're going to get after them. And you're going to see them play four quarters tomorrow night. And if they put four quarters together, they're going to be hard to beat anywhere. It's my personal opinion. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Barry? Yeah, if they can do that, they can put four quarters together. That is, <laughs> they haven't done it yet. Uh, so, yeah, if they do. The coaches, if they put four quarters together, yeah, but I, I don't think you're on. 
this offense for LSU is really, really good. And, uh, so I think it's going to be hard to hold down for four quarters. Well, Ole Miss beat them. By was that, was that at a, I don't think Alabama can score like Ole Miss did. And they, in the uh, LSU got 49 on them. Uh, wasn't that at Baton Rouge? No, it was in, uh, Oxford. It was in Oxford. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. it was in Baton Rouge, but, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, where the, the Lions holding at three, I think we can win the game, uh, but predict any score. And if we, we don't make any penalties like we did in that last game, that's going to carry a lot too. Cause like you said, these mistakes and stuff. They've had a week to work on it, and I bet if you check Coach uh, Saban's record with a week to prepare for somebody, it's pretty good. I bet I bet he's won he had one more than He had a week to prepare last year against LSU. He did. <laughs> but this team last year, he never oh. could get them to. I'm just saying, like you said, you have a week to prepare. You had a week to prepare last year, so you're going to twist the narrative now to fit your story. But he had a week last year, well, and they didn't win. I'm talking about he's won more than he's lost, Barry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, he's won more than he's lost. The team is good, too. That's what I was making. Yeah, yeah. As long as you got coach standing on the sideline, you got a chance in any game. No doubt. You know, I just... Go ahead. It would be great if Oklahoma... Hold on a minute, Bryce. What you got, Noah? Oh, we had an app message here in a moment. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What's the message, sir? Oh, he's talking a little bit. A little bit about it says Barry, you and Philip are drunk. He needs to find him another team ASAP. Okay, there you go. Uh, we're drunk. Who, because who we're, is Alabama? They're just saying if you don't pick Alabama, uh, some Alabama fans don't like it, and so they they turn against you when you do that. And I didn't even pick yet. I actually picked Alabama, but, <laughs> but whoever that was that sent that in. So, all right, Bryce, we got to get to break. We need Oklahoma and Texas both to lose tomorrow. Thank you. That'd be great. That'll help. All right. I think Texas might lose. Uh, I think Oklahoma could as well. Royal Cleaners, they'll make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Drop off today, pick up tomorrow. Give them a call today for all of your cleaning needs. 205 391 Zero zero three four. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine and twelve thirty AM W TBC, the home of Alabama Sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, all of a sudden, a lot of activity. we got a wreck, McFarland eastbound before Rose Boulevard in Northport. Another 259 eastbound at Mercedes exit 89. And another one on US 82 eastbound near Boyd Road in Elrod. Two, four, six, eight, ten, up to $10,000 in instant savings at your hometown Nissan dealer. Towns and Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Built to win. Built for championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on LSU at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Our coverage begins at 3.30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Hi, Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9.
Welcome back to Inside Locker and Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. I build the fence, the deck, the pergola. Only one choice to use that's yellow wood. Always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, I think sometimes uh these coaches uh run their mouths and they say things they shouldn't and and I'm going straight to Boulder, Colorado. Uh this uh deal with Dion, uh Dad, um you know, they haven't played well. The schedule's toughened up and they've been beaten pretty, pretty good. You know, that first game he won, he's all over the media talking about, do you believe now? This, that, and the other. Well, after the last game, he was very critical of his offensive line. Uh, and they have, uh, four games left. And he basically said, I'm gonna, I know how to fix. I'm gonna go get me a new line. Uh, if my son was the quarterback, I don't think I would be criticizing that offensive line and then go the next step basically and say, I'm gonna replace you. I'm gonna go find somebody to replace you. I think that's a humongous error to do that publicly. Those guys could probably say, fine. And, uh, stop working and, and there's, his son will be getting drilled. They play Oregon, uh, state, uh, this weekend, nine o'clock. I think Colorado, Oregon State will beat him. Yeah, Oregon State. It's at Colorado and Oregon State. I think based on those comments is a 13 and a half point favorite in this game. Your thoughts on what Dion said there and, uh, criticizing his linemen and talking about he's going to replace them. That's ridiculous. You know, you know, you keep your mouth shut. You got your guys running the team, and when you think's a great player, you're your quarterback. And uh, I had said some time ago they were going to lose six or seven games, and they they won about three and four, and they're going to be in that in that category. I think I think what you get publicity, and when you get publicity and it's good, you start talking more, um, and it's. Um, Yes, home field advantage for Florida is much better when they play at home, no doubt about it. The money coming in for Colorado football is better than it's ever been. Never has been real good. So there are a lot of pluses there, but you got to be careful when you're not winning to, to be darn sure that if transfer rule is what you want to do, if that's what you want to do, the transfer rule lessens people as as time goes on. The people coming to your school to your school get fewer because they're afraid when they get there they're gonna have to be forced to leave. Yeah, I mean you bring on all these new guys and sure. if they don't perform, then you get out. You don't get rid of them again. Well, now they got nowhere to go because their eligibility is shrinking. Plus, they have to by the rule uh, unless you've graduated, you got to sit out two years. So I think sometimes his mouth uh, gets the best. I mean, it was a cute story early, but it's kind of. Quite honestly, has died down uh, a lot, and they still got Oregon State. Uh, they got Arizona at home. They go to Washington State, and they go to Utah. Uh, so I don't. They need two they, two more. They wins may not win one. They're one and four in the Pac-12, and four and four. They need two more wins out of uh, those four games to make a bowl. Uh, hey, Washington State, Oregon State, no dogs now. Yeah. Maybe one of them. All right. Uh, let's get real quick to a couple saving clips and then we'll get to my main man, Mike Brown. But, uh, you know, dad, Nick Saban, unlike the Alabama fan, he really appreciates, uh, CBS and kind of what they've done for Alabama football over the years. Obviously, the marquee games. Alabama's been on the 230 games a ton, uh, in coach's career here. They have a couple of night games that are big. They're, they've been in those, uh, 
Noah, let's play uh, what Coach said about the relationship with CBS. I know Coach is going to miss that. You know, I guess this is a good time for me to talk about the relationship that we've had with CBS for how many years? I mean, I can't even tell you. Almost the whole time I've been in the SEC. And, yeah. You know, we were the first uh, conference to have their own network, which that was huge in building the conference years ago yeah. because everybody else had regional games. And um, I always tell the story when Mark Ingram played here, he might be the only guy that ever won the Heisman Trophy because I can't verify this for sure, that never really won the Southeast. There's six voting areas that the media has. But he really won the Heisman Trophy because we were on CBS. Right. It was national. Right. So everybody saw him play all the time. People didn't <laughs> see the guy at Stanford or Nebraska or whatever. Right. And uh, But they saw him, and, and that's a tribute to... Uh, CBS and their relationship with the SEC and giving us a national network, which I think helped build the brand, you know, of our conference and a lot of the schools in the conference to be able to be, you know, what we are today. So, and I hate it that we're not going to continue this relationship, but you know, you're always welcome here. It's been a great one. Uh, Y'all are great people. You've been great to me. You've been great to us. You've been great to the University of Alabama. So we appreciate that more than you know. Uh, Dad, thoughts about that? Well, that's right, and uh, naturally, you get, you get a good time to say it, but uh, it's exactly right. CBS has been the brand that everybody's turned to a long time ago before everybody else took football, and Alabama's always been one of the very top uh, games uh, on CBS, yes. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get uh, Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, I want to just touch base with y'all about uh, Dion. Yeah. You bad? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Bad other. Man, hey, that rascal right off the bat, I think all those people doing all those commercials and crap, prime time, and you got a whole lot of crazy Alabama fans saying Dion is a man to be replaced Coach Saban. A crazy is a cotton-picking lean. Hey, anybody that can't control their emotions Hey, be, uh, don't be emotional. Play with emotion, but don't be emotional. Hey, I mean, hey, this is definitely not part of a resume building deal with Dion. What do you guys think? Dion, uh, his style does not fit Alabama, what Alabama is all about. Not that Dion's not good, not that he can't go in and do what Bruce Pearl did at Auburn. He kind of changed basketball down there from what it had been. Uh, but that's not a fit. You got to have a fit. Uh, like at Colorado, there was nothing there. He brought, uh, excitement, people that have never been to Colorado. But Dion in Alabama is cert, in my opinion, certainly not a fit. Oh, absolutely. And it ain't, and it ain't getting that today. With any other thing that somebody more might want to read in and call no, me a redneck. No, but it's got, it's got to do, it's got to do with the character. It's just the character at all. Hey, hey, Dion's about the program, about wanting to be bigger than the program. Yeah. And Dion is not bigger than the program. But uh, we've, we've had two coaches that were the program, or in one case that is the program, but Dion is not that. And, uh, I don't know that he does. I wouldn't say character. It's just he, his approach is a lot different. Well, that, he, I think that, 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 yeah. that is character. You got to understand that. That is part of your character. Yeah, oh, you maybe. got to, you can't, you can't have one without the other, you know. 
That's and, his uh, style. He's a confident uh, guy. Uh, well, okay. Coaching style. I guess you can call it coaching style. Yeah. But hey, but that's not that's not for the SEC. And hey, and and my I, and I'm telling y'all guys that if oh that that fell over in uh, Clemson, if he's willing to adapt, which Dabo's got to adapt, or Dabo's going to be a dinosaur. And whether y'all agree with that or not, I don't know. But Dabo's got to adapt. If Dabo adapts, then Dabo's the man. We'll see. But, uh, y'all have a blessed day, Coach. Hey, have a great week. I hope you get to play a little golf. It's going to warm up tomorrow, Coach. I hope it does warm up. Thank you, Pat. All right, we're going to get the break here, and then we'll get uh, my main man, Mike Brown, in, find out what's going on with Alabama 1, and we'll look at his Florida State Seminoles still hanging on. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, all of a sudden, a lot of activity. we got a wreck McFarland eastbound before Rose Boulevard in Northport. Another 20-59 eastbound at Mercedes exit 89. And another one on US 82 eastbound near Boyd Road in Elrod. Two, four, six, eight, ten, up to $10,000 in instant savings at your hometown Nissan dealer. Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Your best bet. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Dry weather continues today with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 67. Fair tonight, not as cold as recent nights, the low 41. And for tomorrow and Sunday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 72, the high Sunday at 75. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. You know what that means. We'll get right up to the Alabama One hotline and get in there. Alabama One main man, Mike Brown. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, guys. How are we doing? We're good. We're good. Uh, tell us what's happening. Uh, Mike, I, know, I see you got Black Wednesday coming up here, November the 22nd. Uh, I always love you talk about that each and every year. Uh, talk a little bit about Black Wednesday and what that is. No, no, we appreciate that. So, uh, for gosh, I think we're on our sixth year now. We've always yeah. done a kind of a big loan sale, big, big hurrah right there. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, kind of our version of Black Friday, if you were for the retailers. And we've always done some sort of discounted loan rate for your auto. You know, you maybe have it financed somewhere else, bring it over to the credit, you can save some money. And, uh, we'll announce the rates a little bit later this month for what we're going to do on the loan sale. The rates won't be as discounted just given the current rate environment, but we're still going to look to incentivize people to bring it. I think. One of the biggest changes is we'll have a deposit promotion as well. I think uh, we've talked about this before, and we've been. I mean, if you turn on the news, gosh, they always talk about the economy and the uncertainty. And with Alabama One, we're, we're safe and we're stable, and we're always looking for ways to reward our members. We've always done that a lot with our loan rates, like we talked about over the years, the discount. But it's also on the CDs and the high interest rate savings accounts. And so, if it, I would invite anyone that's looking for a way to to earn a little bit more money on their money, or maybe just find it to be like, hey, can I just put it somewhere to make sure that it's safe given everything that's kind of going on with the economy and what next year is going to play out to be? Think about Alabama 1. We're going to have this Black Wednesday 
uh, sale. It's going to have a deposit component. It's going to have a loan component. Find a way to earn more money on your money. Maybe save a little money on your loan rate. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We always try to make it. Of course, it's the earlier the better, right? So things kick off at 7 a.m. Keep an eye on our social media channels, our website, www.alabama1.org. And, of course, I'll bring some more details each and every Friday uh, to inside the locker room with these guys. Uh, and we'll find ways to either help you earn some money or save some money and do it do it in a great way with Alabama 1 Credit Yeah, I wanted to bring it up just to give people time that they know it's coming to, you know, prepare and be ready for it. Uh, so it's November the 22nd. We'll talk more about that as it gets closer uh, to that. Tell us what else is going on over there, Mike. No, absolutely. So uh, one of the things that we just finished up at the beginning of November, and we talked about this, is uh, Alabama 1's been expanding, right? We, we recently brought on uh, the Bruton Mill Federal Credit Union that's now an Alabama 1 branch down in Bruton, Alabama, right there in Escambia County. And then just over the uh, the past few days, we, we brought all the information over for McIntosh Chemical Federal Credit Union out of McIntosh, Alabama. What that really means is we're able to serve those members and with more products and services and the stability of Alabama 1. And we've added more branches for our members as they travel through the southern part of the state. We still have a huge presence here in Tuscaloosa County. We love where we're from. We're never going to forget that. But as our members have grown, maybe they came to university 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they've moved all over this great state of Alabama, we now have branches where they live and work. And we have two other branches that will be open in the next few months, uh, one out of Millbrook, Alabama, just north there of Montgomery, and then Demopolis. So we have a couple of sites that we'll have open here shortly. Uh, but I say all that to say, one, more convenience for our membership, more locations to serve our members, but really uh, more of a testament to what Alabama One's doing right now when other bigger banks are consolidating in these rural markets, these markets where maybe there's not as many urban and, and uh, larger population. Alabama One's finding a way to go serve those communities in, in a way that I believe is part of our, our testament to who we are. And, again, going back to the deposits, the loans, if you're, if you're deciding to start a relationship with Alabama One Credit Union, I like to think that you're doing one with a safe, stable, strong institution that can not only provide the products and services, but we have that staying power that we've done for over 70 years in this great state. And so uh, to me, it's just a testament to the team that we have, the people that we have. But we're looking for ways to grow, and uh, we're just so appreciative of the support we've had with you guys over these past few years. No doubt. Uh, if you guys uh, want to learn more about all these products and services, go right to the website. It's great, easy to get through it. Uh, go to www.alabama1.org. All right, Dad, I need you to help Mike out here. Uh, Florida State Seminoles 8 no. Uh He's wanting to go undefeated. You're good at picking these games. Let Mike Brown know. Uh, will they beat Pittsburgh? Uh, this weekend they're on the road. The line is twenty one and a half. They say it's going yep. to be cold up there, Mike. Yeah, they'll, they'll beat Pittsburgh. I think the big game. I think uh, Florida's they is got a game. Miami after Pittsburgh at home. Yeah. What do you think? Well, get Miami at home is a big help. I think Florida game is, although Florida has not played as well. They're five and three. Um, it'll be a, a very emotional game for Florida. Because of recruiting, it'll be a hard game for Florida State. I think and that game's in Gainesville, uh, yep. Mike. Yeah. So, uh, but don't skip that North Alabama game. They got to play North Alabama no, or Florida. That. Yeah. Uh, That's right. So, is Florida State now going to run the table? And you don't, don't, to me. Yeah, I'm asking you. Are they going to run the table? Mike needs to know. He, he, yeah, he, I think <laughs> they got a good chance. I guess they got a good chance to. I think you got a nine percent chance to. Yeah. Wow, ninety. Mike, do you think? Ooh, Florida I'm gonna State, take it. Do you think Florida State runs the table? Cautiously optimistic. I mean, coach is right. You guys are talking about it. The game in Gainesville, right there for rivalry weekend. I, look, we're seeing a Florida State I haven't seen in years, and it's it, 
things are clicking in a good way, but there's always signs each and every game that are just like, ooh, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I'm super happy with where we've been, but always going to be looking for each game, not beyond the game. But uh, very happy to be kind of a seat at the table, if you will, where we haven't been for the better part of two decades. So happy to be a part of the conversation. Who's walking around uh, Alabama want their chest poked out more, you or Jason? <laughs> Look, you know Jason as well as I do. Uh, with a, but he, having a couple a, Georgia fans around here. He's a pessimist, though. He thinks you're going <laughs> to yeah. lose every game. Every time, yeah. I think he's been pleased with the way the team's played out, though. But, I mean, Georgia's got a good, solid team. I'm, I'm really interested to see how things play out this month in November for college football and, and how uh, everything looks for the top four, top six totally uh, for how those teams play out. I can't wait to see how you guys behave if Florida State and Georgia played in the Final Four, how that would work out Ooh. for you. Yeah, that'd be nice. A lot of fun. Well, Mike, we appreciate you guys out of Alabama. One, look forward to talking to you throughout the month uh, with the holiday season coming. You guys always do a great job of helping the people uh, get get their hands on some money, uh, maybe to help them during the holiday season. We look forward to you coming up with some creative ways and letting them know how to do it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I will be in touch. Thanks for the support, guys. Take right, care. Hey, uh, we're going to take you out with the Florida State chance. All right, let's take it. Love in. it. The war chant. Here we go. Let's go, Dole. <laughs> Turn it up a little bit there, Noah. That's probably one of my favorite. Uh, some people think that's the Atlanta Braves, but uh, the Florida State Seminoles. All right, we want to thank Yellowwood, pressure three to five from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. I'll take this top of the hour break. Open up those phone lines, 205-342-9904, and we'll have... Coach Sonny Smith with us at 8.15. It's a tide of 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up those minor wrecks. Now we've got some congestion on 43 southbound coming at McFarland and then 69 southbound at Union Chapel. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call. Yes, two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. Ah, very bum. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. On a Thursday night of football, the Steelers took down the Titans 20-16. to Kenny Pickett just 160 yards passing, but he threw the go-ahead touchdown pass in the fourth quarter to Deontay Johnson to help Pittsburgh get the victory. Will Levis, Tennessee quarterback, 262 yards passing, but threw an interception into the end zone at the very end of the game. Titans receiver Traylon Burks was carted off the field during the fourth quarter after laying motionless for several minutes, but Burks fortunately was seen walking on his own to the team bus after the game. Steelers linebacker Cole Holcomb was carted off the field with what coach Mike Tomlin later called a serious injury but didn't elaborate further. In the NBA, Victor Wembanyama was a star Thursday night. He scored 38 points as the Spurs beat the Suns 132-121. to The rookie scored 10 points in the final 415 to close out the game. 
Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904. Uh, if you want to jump in on the show with this morning, also go to uh, the Tide 100.9 app. You can send us a message there. We've got several uh, coming in. Congratulations uh, to Atlanta. Atlanta who? Atlanta Braves. What did they do? Oh, they're going to be picked to win the championship oh, next year right jenny i'll be excited about that uh andrew Knifford, congratulations to him andrew uh 4705 mcfarland boulevard suite three gets to deal with me on all my insurance needs so let him deal with you uh easy to deal with which is what i like uh always there to help 205-722-9201 uh, you have the facebook page andrew Knifford, all stage insurance don't just pay your bill sometimes you get to just paying the insurance you got on automatic draft, you have no clue uh, what you got and uh, what you need, and he can they can do that for you. All right. I also want to mention that tomorrow night is we're going to change the clock for an hour, so be sure you won't miss a show on Monday. Yeah, you like that where it gets dark early? No, you feel like you get an extra hour of sleep there for about a week. I don't like it. I don't. I like it. Where I don't understand why we do that. Uh, and I know there was a lot of talk about not doing it. Uh, yeah, I think the, the governor wanted to do it, and he got she got shot down. All right, Noah, you got a reason why we do this? Uh, yeah, they used to do it. I think it was a wartime thing, like uh, to save energy, you know, to save electricity and everything. Mm-hmm. And we just like never switched it back. Yeah, you like it? Well, no. but you play. Well, your guy that has to get up real early, yeah. so you'll like it for about three or four days. Yeah, uh, but but it makes it even worse in the spring, you know. What I don't like is I walk out of basketball practice at four thirty, and it's about to be dark. Uh, I got some guys that need to go throw the baseball, so they have to throw under the lights. Um, uh, it like increases the amount of like wrecks, drowsy driving, everything. Like there, there are negative impacts of like really? the time change and everything. Yeah. Really. Um, okay. The, Nick Saban's clips. There. Before we get to that, though, uh, if you guys want to dial us up, 205-342-9904. But, Dad, Monday uh, we'll start college basketball. Uh, Georgia uh, will take on Oregon. Uh, they're playing out in Las Vegas. Actually, it's going to be a 3.30 game on True TV. So I guess that's some kind of event they're having out there. This is shocking to me. I'm going to have to do a little research on why Georgia – Who's picked very low? Is a fav is the favorite in this game? They're a four and a half point favorite. Could you explain to me why? Is Oregon? No, I, I don't want to think about Oregon basketball this quick. But it, no, that's shocking. Oh, Georgia got uh, the good player. This uh, got a good player, but he won't yeah, be yeah. playing next year. So uh, yeah, Alabama so. opens up Monday. Yeah, no. so they, yeah. Alabama takes on uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, who uh, Alabama no. takes on Moorhead State. Uh, um, Moorhead State's usually got a good team. That's seven o'clock on ESPN Plus or SEC Plus. Uh, just your thoughts about Alabama. Moorhead actually is a, a good program, or they have been over the years. I don't know anything about this particular team, but open up at home against a team maybe you should beat there with a new team is probably a good idea, yeah. right? Right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you, you get, they've got four games there. I think they can. 
get a lot get a good look at their team that they should win. So it uh, don't know a whole lot about them. And I know everybody's talking about Estrada being a very good guard. Isn't it? Um, and the kid from North Carolina from North Dakota State. Um, we'll see how he does. That we have a lot of good reports on him. Uh, we've had some that um, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Maybe not quite as good as they had hoped. I'm not sure. Uh, you're talking about uh, Grant now. So I think, yeah. Uh, well, you know, he's a slender built kid. Uh, sometimes slender big kids are stronger than they look, but some people said he needs to gain some strength there, but we'll see. Uh, the team predicted... What time do you play Tuesday? Uh, well, three games that day, or five, actually. Right. Two, two, Jim, but around 7.30. Around 7.30? Does that mean before or after? Well, when, you, after. Have, when you have two games in the gym before you, you just you got the JV and then the girls play, and then we play after that, and the that first game starts at four thirty, so I would just guess around seven thirty. All right, uh, Tennessee, who's picked to be uh, the champion of the SEC, takes on Tennessee Tech uh, at home. Uh, no problem there. South Carolina Upstate will take on the Gamecocks. Gamecocks not good. Uh, picked to be uh, right at the bottom of the SEC. They're one of the other teams that's picked to be. Really good. Who beat Purdue in a scrimmage in a sold out arena is Arkansas. They're taking on Alcorn State at home. They're 24 and a half point favorite. They already got lines yeah. on some of these games. What about this Arkansas team and what Eric Musselman has done at that program? They're really good, really good in transfer rule and also recruiting as well. They've got six teams in the league that are good. In my opinion, you got three I don't knows. And the I don't, the I don't knows are mixed in between the six good ones and the bad ones. And uh, the uh, the I don't knows would for me would be Florida, Missouri, and either State or Ole Miss would be one of the I don't knows, or maybe both. The rest of them would be below that. All right, uh, the other games in the league on uh, Monday: Texas A&M Commerce will take on Texas A&M. Texas A&M ranked fifteenth in the country, uh twenty one and a half point favorite there. New Mexico State dad's at Kentucky is gonna be on the SEC network. Is uh John Calipari is this kind of make or break year for him? The fan base is kind of restless there. No. A lot of people think this is gonna be one of his is a young team, but he's got some really hot shot freshmen coming in. Uh what are your thoughts on the Wildcats this season? Oh I think they're gonna be good. That's uh, not a make or break. Athletic directors knows what he's doing, so we'll see. All right, yeah. so Kentucky, you can catch that on the SEC Network. We talked about Moorhead uh, in Alabama. I actually put in for press stuff there. I got my prep, but he didn't, give me a, he didn't give me a parking pass. Come on, Alabama, I need a parking pass. All right, Alabama State uh, travels to Ole Miss. Chris Beard at Ole Miss, do you look for them to, to in one year to make a jump, or is it going to take a little time? Well, only, I think, some to some degree because they, they were able to get some players. Now, Mississippi State got a player from Ole Miss, I think. I think that's right. But I think Chris Beard, not because Chris Beard's coaching and, and Kermit's not, but I think they were able to get two or three players that maybe were were better than an Ole Miss had last year. So I think they have a chance, I think, to be a little bit improved over last year. All right. Uh, so we'll see. They take on Alabama State. Uh, I believe it's uh... – I'm not sure who's coaching Alabama State, to be honest with you. I know the guy used to be there at Jackson State, uh, the former 
card here at Alabama. All right, Arkansas Pine Bluff will go to Missouri. Uh, Missouri, um, you know, when they're good, that's that's some home court advantage there. Uh, we'll see if they, how they are this year. Just your thoughts about Missouri basketball. Well, Missouri basketball is good. Uh, their head coach is, is very, very good. And, uh, they have, they got the number one player from around, supposedly a number, a number one player, but they put it that way for next year. I think they have a chance to be in, in uh, good enough to go into Missouri and don't play. You get beat. Um, I would say they're close to the top six. I think the top six might be a player or two better than Missouri. So a bit Missouri. Uh, I didn't get to hear the Florida coach speak at the media day. I got there a little bit late. I uh, really basically couldn't really find out much about them, but uh, I think they I think they feel they're going to be better. Uh, State has lost their best player for the yeah, year. Yeah, I saw that. And that's, that is going to make Mississippi State probably one of the I don't knows or below that. And uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, maybe leaving somebody would be the top, the bottom three, I think. Yeah, all right. Uh, also, uh, Mississippi Valley State will take on LSU. LSU uh, I don't know yeah. if LSU. Uh, no, LSU, I should have counted. Matt McMahon, yeah. I like Matt, but I, he's going to get chewed up in the SEC. I think yeah. uh, they got to have a bigger name there. We'll see what he can do at LSU. And then the last game on Monday, Loyola, Maryland, uh, takes on Florida. Uh, so we'll see, uh, the Gators got the young guy down there that, uh, used to be at Auburn, I mm-hmm. guess. I can't even think of his name. Uh, yeah. yeah. On Tuesday, dad, this would be a great game. Uh, Auburn that goes out to South Dakota to take on Baylor. Uh, Baylor one and a half point favorite. What's your thoughts about Auburn this year? I ain't good. They're pick, they're pick sixth. Uh, and the picking doesn't mean anything. I just say it cause I, what they did. I think they're good. I don't think they're as good. I think their shooting's okay. I don't like their big men as near as well as I have the big men of the past. So I think they're okay. He'll do a good job. Well, Jeremiah Broom's considered one of the best big men. Yeah, I don't. I think Jeremiah Broom is uh, pretty good. We'll say. Yeah, pretty good. Then they got Caldwell, another big kid in there. They're fresh. He'll be okay. He'll get, he'll give them a play, and they'll play hard every game, and they'll be they'll be fine. So um, I I can't watch that. I'm gonna try to get to your game Tuesday if I can get anywhere close to a time time time. Uh, so. I'm telling you, seven thirty. I can't the best I can do. Presbyterian <laughs> will take on Vanderbilt on Tuesday. Uh, what's your thoughts about Jerry Stackhouse? Is he? I think he does a good job coaching them. Uh, I don't know if the guys enjoy playing for him or not. There's a lot of guys transfer out of there. Just your thought about what I don't know. I think, uh, the, uh, according to a lot of people, he really runs a lot of good stuff offensively. He does. Yeah, um, because of the pros and so forth. I just think, uh, you can run a lot of good stuff as long as you got somebody running it that's good. And, uh, he's had some transfers come out of there that, uh, I think my number is correct. They lost eight players this year for one reason or another. I would say they would be down with LSU, South Carolina, and Georgia as the four bottom teams. Um, but that's just a guess on my part. And the three I don't know is in the six teams with Tennessee leading the way. Tennessee, uh, Tennessee's very good. They, they have not played really well in the NCAA tournament and shot it as well. But, uh, they'll be on television a lot, so they should be good. And the last game on Wednesday, uh, Mississippi State, they go to Chicago. 
I don't know what they're doing in Chicago, but they'll take on Arizona State in Chicago. Uh, but I think it's got Mississippi State. Not a big name, but really a good, play. good defensive coach uh, mm-hmm. there. I think they they will maximize whatever they have. Yeah. But as you said, their big man got hurt. Well, yeah, he's hurt. He's out for the year. It's a really a devastating deal for him. I think. I think he'll be fine. I mean, I don't. The expectation factor was pretty high on a couple of guys. And it wasn't Richard, uh, some other guys that I talked to from Mississippi. They thought they were going to be All right, uh, Dad, we got a question in from the app from Big Daddy in Flat Rock, Alabama. Where is Flat Rock, Alabama? Do you know? Um, No, I'm not. I don't know. All right, well, he says, Big Daddy says, good morning. I enjoy the show. I would like your thoughts on why Coach Kelly didn't take Tommy Reese with him to LSU. He gave Tommy the opportunity to go, right? Tommy just wanted to stay back at at Notre Dame, is that right? I think that's right. I think he gave. I think he had an opportunity to, uh, to stay at LSU, and he just decided to do so. He didn't get the head job, of course, and he stayed. And I don't know if he had any thoughts that he might go to Alabama or not. I don't think he did. I just think that. Um, um, I just think it worked out that way, and he want he'd rather stay at at, at uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. They stayed Notre Dame one year, and then uh, obviously when Nick Saban calls, uh, you pack it up and roll because you see how many guys he's uh, gotten head jobs. Big Daddy Uh, has to remember this is a brand new team. uh, I mean, he needs to know this. This is a tough. This is a tough draw to come in there and and you 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 have to run your head coach's offense to start with, and then add your stuff and. with a quarterback who's not played much, I think he's, I think Tommy's done better than nobody thinks he's done any good. Of course, yeah, I think Big Daddy was maybe thinking he didn't wasn't offered the opportunity to go. He was yeah. just didn't go, so he could have right. gone. It's like people don't want to agree to this, but if Pete Goldie wanted to stay at Alabama, he could have stayed. That's he, right. he left for family reasons, yeah. uh, not right. because Coach ran him out. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll see if we can run down Coach. Sonny yeah, Smith. I don't know. Okay. Try. You listen to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, we'll do our SEC Parlay Pick Contest presented by Brian Harden Construction, Aaron Torres, Brent Beard, Lee Sterling, and your phone calls right here on The Game starting at 2 o'clock on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Don't be- 
100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Dry weather continues today with a sunny sky. Tuscaloosa's high 67. Fair tonight, not as cold as recent nights, the low 41. For tomorrow and Sunday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 72, the high Sunday at 75. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. When they come out, they'll leave a uh, flyer on the door telling you exactly what they did. You also get a text from the people at Wayne, so you know uh, they've been there taking great care of you. They also can get that lawn looking lush and healthy. They'll get it sprayed up here for the winter, uh, where when the spring comes, the summer, uh, your lawn will look absolutely outstanding. 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, get to the Wayne's Hotline. Uh, joins us every Friday, uh, our great friend, Coach Sonny Smith. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Sonny. Good morning. Hey, Sonny. Yeah. When you and I played each other, we had a mat on for each other. So our teams got ready to play. Your team got ready to play mine, and my team got ready to play yours. Do you think, do you think Auburn football has a mat on for Vanderbilt when they play on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> The, the way they started the season, they better get a man on. That's all I can say. They uh, they might have a hard time. Uh, well, you know, they might. They might play. You know, Vanderbilt may play them better than we think. They're twelve and a half well, points. Well, yeah. we talking serious. Yeah, I think yeah. Vanderbilt's going to play them better this year than than they have in the past. And Auburn is not playing as well this year as they have in the past. So I think this could be a game that. Uh, uh, that uh, will show some interest among their, their fans as well as ours. Well, you know, they changed quarterbacks and played the quarterback from, from Michigan State longer, uh, and he played well um, uh, against uh, Mississippi State. But uh, I just think I think this is a game that's a little bit scary for you when you're trying to build a program in Vanderbilt. is not great, but they could they could give you trouble. Well, Hunter's been running the ball a little bit better for Auburn, and it, the running game has picked up a little bit. It, it helps the quarterbacks. It's been struggling and taking most of the shots uh, and blame, but it's got a lot of people throws out there. But uh, I think if we can they get their running game going, I don't think Manorville can uh, play with them. I think that's, all, that's the key. They throw the ball pretty well, and that doesn't beat anybody for them. So uh, if they can just get a good... If they can get a good running game going, I think Vanderbilt will be in trouble. Barry? Uh, Coach, I was down in Auburn over the weekend. I uh, started to come by and see you, but I didn't want to bother you. Uh, but I did talk to Bruce Pearl. Uh, he met my son, Jack, and uh, he he told Jack, he said, look, I'm not one of these guys that uh, – he said, I talked about dad and how much he respected dad and you and how much that was uh, – did you guys – Played such a huge part uh, in SEC basketball and the 
Alabama-Auburn rival. But he, he said something interesting. I think probably how you felt, too. He said, hey, I like those guys at Alabama. I'm not one of these guys that uh, hates Alabama. I think you and Dad had a good friendship as well, uh, you know, that didn't maybe make some of the Auburn-Alabama people happy. But you guys were good friends there. But he was very complimentary to you and Dad, which I appreciated him telling Jack about that, uh, just about the tradition of Auburn and Alabama basketball and kind of maybe back where it started. Uh, Bruce Pearl knows how to make people feel good, doesn't he? He really does. And he, I don't think there's anything phony about it, no, to be no, honest. No. You know, you, you look for, you look for people that, that throw praise out just to, just to fill his time and the situation, make themselves look better. I think he's genuine in the things that he does. And, uh, I know one thing. You go to his practices and you watch him. He's he's devoted to his to his job to his to the game. And I don't. I've never gone to one of his practices. It was like a downer. Well, they ain't doing nothing today. Uh, they 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 pretty much get a high level of participation in practice, uh, which uh, I felt like as a coach I didn't get that every time. And I I don't know what his secret is. Uh, but, uh, he pretty much, he gets consistency almost every day. Yeah, I think he, uh, I think he gets guys to play hard, but he's loose with them and lets them have fun. He has a great balance there. Uh, you know, some guys can be too hard on them. Uh, but I think he kind of, you know, some people say, oh, it's too loose. Uh, but he knows how to let them be loose. And he kind of lets them shoot whatever shot they want to shoot. Uh, but he does get them to play hard. So I think they really enjoy playing for him. He's created a, a, a great atmosphere in there with those students sitting around the court. So he's made Auburn basketball fun. He really, the thing, the thing I think if he were to go on of his practice and see, he doesn't dog cuss them. He doesn't really jump them hard. And they're in a position that if they weren't, Highly respect, uh, respect him or respectful of him. I think that, uh, they would sometimes loaf, but they don't. And, uh, I, I've ever, I haven't been to uh, many practices of his where I ever thought, well, they didn't get after it today. And I think it may be the way he organizes practice. If you come and watch one, he'll go from a hard run to a soft type of, uh, drill for the next, uh, and he doesn't do it all the time, but uh, more more than not, he won't throw three or four hard drills that will really drain you from an energy standpoint. Uh, I think he he spaces them out properly, and and I think they uh, they bought into that without maybe knowing what's happening. And it's uh, his practices are in, are interesting to watch. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of downtime in their practices. And there's not a lot of uh, uh, of time on every drill. You know, he goes from this, jumps from this thing to the next to the next. And uh, I guess that a lot of that comes from experience over the years. I would think. Yeah, um, Dad, you can't answer this because uh, you you would know the answer. Uh, no, I catch that. Uh, Vanderbilt Auburn takes on Vanderbilt this weekend in football. They yes. have played forty. Three times, if my math is correct, they've only tied once. What do you think the record is between Auburn and Vanderbilt uh, in the all-time series in forty-two games? 
I would not have any idea, but I would bet it would be a uh, 70-30 type of, of a deal. And uh, I'm probably absolutely wrong. Right. I'm talking about... Yeah, all right, buckle up. Because uh, I, I heard this yesterday, and I meant to bring it out. Somebody just sent it to us. And the, the, the record is 21 21 and 1. So they are dead Absolutely. even. Dead even. That is shocking. No, I wouldn't say shocking to me, but that is really, I would never even thought along those lines. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, uh, in Auburn people's mind and, and, uh, and a, gen- a lot of the general fans, I think, they think that Auburn pretty much has dominated it over the years. I would not have any ideas like it is. Yeah, that, uh, and I don't think many people do. You have anybody that said, "Well, I knew it was like that." Yeah, well, it came to us from Chuck Norwood, who sponsors uh, Dad's Blue Plate Special Remax, really down in Gulf Shores. But uh, I did hear about that uh, the other day. Uh, so did I you? Did you think it was like that no, yourself? No, I would think everybody would have a winning record over Vanderbilt and football. Yeah, I would have thought football. so too. Yeah, I would have thought so too. Yeah, Dad. do you think it's? Uh, do you think it's in the works for them ever to be? Uh, highly competitive again in, in football. Auburn? In the SEC. I mean, who, Vanderbilt? Yeah, in the SEC. No. Why would you say that? It's got, because they can't, they can't get any players, they, they can't get any players from the transfer rule. You can't transfer yeah, to Vanderbilt because you grades. That is a very good point. That is a big time point right there. I would think that, uh, uh, I would think with the portal and everything that Vanderbilt would be picking up people, but no, the great situation is, is it, it would change all that, wouldn't it? Yeah, it hurts, it hurts those, those people that got the great oh, situation first. Because uh, we got a caller that is so excited that you and dad are going to Huntsville to speak. Uh, are you working on your speech? No. Well, I won't be making that speech. Uh-oh. You know, right, right now with, uh, with the things that are, are with my situation at home right now, that won't be that won't be happening. I, I, I won't be leaving town. Oh, in any situation right yeah, now. I'm sure. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's not that I want to go to Huntsville, but uh, those poor that, people that won't have to listen to Dad the whole time. Those poor people. Uh, well, he'll handle them. He'll handle them. They they. He'll handle. Yeah. Uh, I I I I thought Wimp and I were straight on that already. I'm sorry, but we 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 had. Well, we talked. We I just didn't know. I knew it was an up and down deal. I wasn't sure. Well, it's yeah. Wimp, Wimp, Put put it this way, Wimp. Just for you alone, uh, it's more down than it is up. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. You know, good and well, is anything Annette can do or I can do. Oh, do it. We'll be I right believe there. that. Okay. I believe that without any doubt. Okay. Uh. Let's get off of that. We'll talk about yes, it. Uh, we always ask you about about NASCAR, and I think we have a lot of listeners that enjoy hearing about it. And, you know, Barry and I don't know much about it. Uh, I know it's going good. Is anything new in that NASCAR that our fans need to know about? Well, I think the thing about NASCAR, if you, to become a fan, you you know you have to pick one one or two drivers that you follow. You got to have some reason to follow it. And right now, you know you could say, well, you know, I'm not. But if that Earnhardt's going to win every race, you know, or or Jeff Gordon's going to win every race. Right now, when you go to the racetrack in in uh, 
uh, in NASCAR, it's pretty much up in the air who might win the race. And it's uh, the, the organizations now are more thought of than, say, drivers. Uh, and makes of cars is more a, a big thing, say, than drivers. Uh, is the Ford's going to have the best uh, best performances at this track, or is it going to be the Toyotas or the Chevrolets? You know, and and usually, usually you're a, you're a fan of a make of a car. Like I've always been of, of the uh, the guys that race in, in NASCAR. I've always been a Chevrolet fan. And I think it, I don't think that has changed much. And as long as you got that thing going, uh, your driver is generally going to be the kind of car that you want. I've always been a Chevrolet man. And a lot of that was created by, and the only time I ever thought about a change was, by, I got to be such a big Bobby and Donnie Allison fan at the time that I, I was all Earnhardt, you know, and because they allowed me to go, uh, on a trip with them and let me be on their pitch crew, you know, honorary type thing. But I got to pulling for Bobby Allison and see Bobby Allison wasn't, wasn't driving Chevrolet. So a lot of times people will go away from the make of the car to the fan of the driver. Huh. And, uh, and so if, if Bobby Allison were to change to a Toyota, well, I'd become a Toyota fan. And I think that still is. Thing, a lot of things uh, in NASCAR, where the fan wants to talk about, they want to talk about that make of the car too. And but drivers will change based on how much money they're getting from the organizations. I'm sure. Mm, that's a, that's a, it, it, to me, it's just mind-boggling the, the, the amount of money that they put into getting a car ready to go on the, on the track. Oh yeah, I, I mean, oh, yeah. just I don't know what the sponsors give them, and I know some sponsors give them. A lot more for, you know, having their the, name. the better drivers, the, the better organizations, uh, uh, like Hendricks, for instance, is in the Chevrolets, uh, get more money. You know, the, the, the organization that were being run by Hendricks, uh, or, uh, or Jack Roush, who's been in, he's been in with Ford forever. I tell you so what's going to surprise me, Barry, uh, Barry, uh, uh, Joe Gibbs got in there and ran good. Joe Gibbs, Joe Gibbs would be probably if if you were to just roll it all out there, has been the, the, the this one of the big saviors of NASCAR from a standpoint of creating fans. That's Joe awesome. Gibbs created fans when he got in because of his football. Yeah, but right right off they found out that Joe Gibbs was much bigger than football. Yeah, he was he was into the He's motors. Okay. Yeah, he was extremely smart and. And he's one, he's probably one of the top. I don't know who you'd put him right at the top. Right, he and Roush would fight it out, or, or others. Hendricks, they uh, uh, they uh, they have they have it on. Well, let, let me put it this way: you're going to find more people that don't have a lot of money in NASCAR to fill out those 37 to 43 cars that they want to run in each race. So a lot of those people have no money at all, but they need them to fill up the field. So what happens? And this, you couldn't put me down as an expert on this. A lot of, a lot of times those bigger teams will help some of those smaller teams out with used parts and things like that. So that they come with it used to be more so that way than it is today. Coach, uh, lastly, uh, Auburn with a big win over Mississippi State. You know, you play a team that's not quite as good. Your players look a little bit better. Uh, Peyton Thorne 
played much better. I think it had a little bit to do with Mississippi State, but he did play well. But that gives him some confidence. Do you look for a 12.5-point favorite at Vanderbilt uh, this weekend? Your thoughts about that? I, I think that people, uh, not giving up, uh, Auburn fans going to be an Auburn fan, but I think Auburn fans were not expecting uh, Hugh Freeze to do as much as, and going to criticize him anyhow type of thing. But uh, I think I think they're getting a little bit exciting, uh, exciting, excited about what he's doing, and I think the quarterbacks got a lot to do with. They're getting good. The running backs have really performed well, which means they're getting good block. And I think I think uh, Auburn is going into a game with uh, one of the other teams a little bit concerned about how good they could be, and uh, they're they're getting their running game is picked up, any, and a lot of that's got to do with the quarterbacks being what they are. Well, they won't. One thing about it, they won't do like your team. They won't. They won't punt on the two yard line when it's fourth down. <laughs> hey, that's that's right. I, uh, when you tell way, that I'm guy go four downs and punt. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, I think I think my way of coaching football wouldn't work real well today. I like to use that trickery, a lot of trickery. You got down the ten-yard line, he punted. Really? Yeah, that's exactly right. What, he punted out of the stadium? Oh, yeah. He told the guy, he told the guy, my son, get in there and go four downs and punt. Three times into the line, don't do anything. Don't hand it off. And on the fourth, you back up and punt it. He backed up, kicked it right out of the stadium. Yeah. Said, you might be the dumbest. He looked on the yard line. You might be the dumbest player I've ever seen. He said, I'm playing for the dumbest coach I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope things get better for you. Keep me posted. You know you can. I'll be thinking yeah, about it, you. And, I know you will. Thank, all right. thank you very much. Coach, before we let you go, uh, real fast, uh, just maybe talk about. Uh, Bobby Knight, maybe, and what Bobby Knight oh, yeah. meant, to, meant to college basketball. Oh, he ain't going yeah. to be a good conversation. Tell okay. that story to NCAA. <laughs> well, and I don't tell that. Yeah, but don't be, it's, don't it's, be it's, a good Bobby today. Be nice to but, him. Uh, but I, I, uh, I, di- I, didn't, I did not realize, did not believe that he had the impact on, on the industry, basketball, or, or coaching in general as Bobby Knight had. I will say that. I, I thought uh, his actions and his acts a lot of times would turn people against him. Not not that it not it not that it turned people against him. It made it made people stronger for it. Yeah. And uh, that I never I never could quite understand that. You know, he didn't even treat his fellow you know friends. Uh, he had certain friends in Coach Wimp, and Wimp being one of those, I think that he really would uh, stay up with. But the others, he kind of walk right by you and, and ignore you, type of guy. And uh, I, I, uh, I got to be around him because of Don DeVoe. You know, they were played together, and he would come to do things for Don when I was with Don at Virginia Tech. And you can say, it, well, he's a different guy away from the public, but he's really not. He, he really not. He was, he was the same Bobby Knight every time, but. You know what you were getting, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, we appreciate it. Uh, prayers for for your wife and hope everything uh, gets better for you there. And thanks for being on with us this morning. Oh, thanks, Sonny. Oh, 
My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you. Talk to you. Right, right. Coach Sonny Smith. Sonny doesn't, Sonny doesn't sound good. No. Sounds like she's not good. So, uh, anyway, um, I know you'll check on him. Let's uh, tell him about yep. Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. I have an accident. Uh, could have been avoided. Have somebody come at you in the wrong way. Could have been uh, something that uh, you need to ask people that know more about it uh, because of the injury that you occur- occurred. Then Prince Glover and Hayes are the people to talk to. 205-345-1234. They know the law, and uh, there's so many things that happen that change the law now. Uh, Very, very complicated at times. You need somebody to represent you that has been through that with people, and they have. They've been down the line with people for a long time. So if you have a problem, hope you don't, but if you do, Prince Glover and Hayes, the people to talk to, 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember, if they don't win... You don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up those minor wrecks. Now we've got some congestion on 43 southbound coming at McFarland. And then 69 southbound at Union Chapel. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call. Yes, two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. All Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You probably heard me say this before, but, you know, sometimes when you have really high expectations, which we've had a lot of high expectations for a lot of our teams around here, is... You get disappointed really easily mm-hmm. because you have these high standards for everything that you want to do. And, you know, this team has been so fun because it's so challenging. And the very things that I talked to Pee Wee about, you know, teaching them, having them get better, you know, how they kind of respect each other and how they respect the coaches because they, they see themselves getting better. Right. Uh, so they're positive and excited and uh, created a really good opportunity for themselves here now, you know, in this game. So uh, that makes it fun. Um, and they don't want to disappoint us. And um, they don't want to disappoint you because they respect what you're doing to try to help them. So, you know, that really, really makes it fun. When everybody has these high expectations and, um, you know, it, it, it really is gets hard. You know, it's it's one thing to get to the top. It's another thing to stay on top. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's, it's a completely different mindset. And um, so getting this team to climb the mountain has been really challenging and a lot of fun. There was Coach Saban last night. And then I think uh, I think he knows. He's not going to say this as one of his least talented teams. But uh, when you're as a coach, uh, and he's not bragging on himself, but when you look back and you feel like you're getting the most out of what you have, which I think he feels like they are with this team. Uh, they're fun to be around. They want to learn. I think he's enjoying, uh, these guys and figuring out ways to win. And he thinks they're maximizing what they got. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, two games of where a loss could be a win and it was has really enlightened him. You know, A&M game can be a loss and it was a win. Uh, Tennessee could be a loss and it was a win. Uh, so uh, it makes him, 
you know, feel a little bit different. He's got to because of the way they play and hard, how hard they play with a brand new team. So uh, I think it's, you know, it's encouraging. You know, he pretty much tells. He knows how to say things, and I think this is a little bit, of, maybe in his heart, a little bit of a surprise that they're where they are right now. Yeah. All right, uh, Noah, let's go uh, on how the, this team handles difficulty. Uh, the clip right up from that, obviously been a lot of difficulty uh, in certain situations, getting the quarterback stuff figured out, uh, the offensive uh, struggles there, uh, being down and coming back against Tennessee. But here's what he said about that. You know, I think in games like this, which this is going to be a tough game, you know, how how do you deal with hard? You know, I mean, I think that's really, really important. And, you know, that's one of the things when I look back on last year's team, you know, we had a really good team. But the last five plays of the Tennessee game and right at the end of the LSU game, you know, we made several mental errors on their last drive. Right. Uh, we made a mental error, you know, on their two-point play. Um, and so... We, we didn't handle hard very well in the two most important games, the biggest games of the year that cost us having an opportunity to maybe go to the playoffs or get in the SEC championship game or whatever. Yeah, a couple points difference in yeah. here. And, but this year's team, even though, you know, we keep trying to get them to play one play at a time for 60 minutes in the game and maintain that intensity rather than being a little bit up and down in the game, they have handled hard well. I mean, whenever they're behind, whenever they're in a tough spot, I mean, they make the plays they got to make to right. be able to win the game, whether it's block a field goal at A&M or whatever it is. So this team has handled hard well, which I think is a really important part of being a great competitive team. It's a good thing these uh, players don't think like the fans. Uh, oh, they don't give up. Halftime of the Tennessee game, they just should have gone in the locker room, packed their stuff up, and went home. Uh, yeah. I never see people give up on – uh, a team like that where they're not playing. Whereas four quarters, uh, you make adjustments, uh, and these guys seem to find a way, uh, other than the Texas can't find a way to win. Yeah, they, they, they do. And, uh, they, they, uh, he, he, uh, he wasn't, uh, as distraught with the score the way it was. I think he was proud of the defense for getting, not giving up four touchdowns rather than two. Uh, really, uh, one of them was, of course, a pass that scored. But uh, I think the defense has been good, and the offense is getting a lot better as, as, as time goes on. So uh, I think let's you go. saw some things there, and then you're right, because they held them to field goals that uh, yeah. had been touchdowns that probably would have been too big to overcome, but that, that they could – uh, that they could exploit, uh, that they could get back in that game and two plays, boom, score, and it's a total different ball game. Yeah. And Matt um, took, took up a big defensive plays too, where they, where they, the tackle was so good it dislodged the ball and scored on the other end. So def, defense led to offense. Uh, sometimes we forget that and it, and it did. So I think he's enjoying the team. Uh, this team will, have a difficult time getting to the final four. It's not, it's not impossible, but it, it's difficult. Everything's difficult. All these one loss teams are scrambled up and we've got four teams going. And we, as of, as of Monday's vote, Tuesday's voting or whatever day it was, we had eight teams with number, with one loss already. And then we've got, uh, a, a situation for Washington to have a loss and a situation for, it, uh, well, Texas. Uh, could have uh, uh, Texas is all, might Oklahoma could have 
right, uh, lastly, uh, everybody's talked about uh, LSU's defense. Just assume Alabama's going to rip right through it. I think uh, they've had two weeks to, to kind of improve the defense. I do they have some injuries there. Harold Perkins is the guy uh, that, uh, you know, when you play Alabama, you know the, the NFL people are going to turn the tape on, so you bring your best uh, when you play the Tide. Uh, here's what uh, Coach said about blocking uh, Harold Perkins for LSU. One, one thing I wanted to add to Pee-wee's question about number four, you know, to run at him. Um, they really are playing number four out in the apex, you know, more now. So he's not playing in the box like he was earlier in the year. So, uh, and he's kind of a hybrid 6'1", 220-pound guy that's athletic, almost like a defensive back, but really kind of linebacker mentality. Harold Perkins is. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard to run at him. Because the guy blocking him is not a big guy. And that creates some problems for our guys who aren't big guys trying to block a bigger, more physical guy who's right. very explosive. So to your point, you can't really run at him like you're talking about because he's not always in the box. Uh, a lot of talk about Harold Perkins. Uh, Dad, what, uh, I mean, these guys know when you play Alabama, you're going to have a ton of pro people looking at it. Uh, this could really help your draft. Not this guy's. I'm sure he's high on the draft boards already, but this can't do anything but enhance if he comes in and plays good against Alabama. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, mentally they they feel like doing something against quarterback and, and Perkins both. Uh, you know, get gets uh, the attention of the people who are going to draft. And uh, that, as coaches always said, you know, you try to improve yourself when you get to Alabama in order to to make a living for yourself without without saying those exact words. So it uh, should be. Uh, I don't. Uh, that game's at, at six forty-five. Bama's. Yeah. Yeah. And that game's at uh, the time change has already been. No, it won't be to that night. Saturday that night. night's the yeah. time change. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, so that'll help you when you sleep in to go to church <laughs> the next morning. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go TuscaloosaToyota.com. You look at the new inventory, the used inventory. Uh, you can schedule a service right there. We've talked a lot about those great Tundra trucks, that Grand Hyundai. Uh, there's a bigger SUV there that's uh, selling like hot case. they got several on the dealership lot. Swing by 3325. Skyland Boulevard. Talk to Justin uh, David DeSantis. Tell him you heard it on the inside of the locker room. We look forward to visiting with Justin every uh, Wednesday. But get by there this weekend. Uh, get that car for that uh, for your wife uh, for Christmas. Uh, your child. Go ahead and get the process started with that. Uh, and tell them that Wimp and Barry since you go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You're just a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared up those minor wrecks. Now we've got some congestion on 43 southbound coming at McFarland and then 69 southbound at Union Chapel. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call. Yes, 2468 up to $10,000 in instant savings on new Nissans at Townsend Nissan. And I'm Captain Ray. 
Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us on Monday as we bring Kennington Smith III into the conversation. We'll talk good, bad, ugly as we review the Alabama versus LSU game. We'll look at the turning point in the game. We'll also preview Kentucky as Alabama hits the road heading to Lexington next Saturday. That's the Martin Houston Show, powered by Max Sports. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Dry weather continues today with a sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 67. Fair tonight, not as cold as recent nights, the low 41. And for tomorrow and Sunday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 72, the high Sunday at 75. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, the boot play special is locked in. Uh, Louisville minus nine and a half against the Hokies of Virginia Tech. We got about, oh, about three minutes here that I'm going to give you the line, the SEC. Uh, anybody can pick the game. Well, some of them, but uh, you pick against the line here, uh, real fast. Texas A&M travels to Ole Miss. Big game for Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss three point favorite against, uh, the Yankees. Where are you going? Um, Take the Aggies. All right, take the Aggies plus the three. Uh, that's a poof. I don't know how to call that game, but I don't either. I stayed away from that. Uh, UConn goes to Tennessee. Uh, I don't know much about UConn, but they're one and seven. Uh, Tennessee's a 36 point favorite. Uh, it'd be hard to have Tennessee ready to play in that game. Can they cover the 36? Yeah, almost took it. Oh, no, don't do that. All right, Arkansas, Florida. Uh, Arkansas's having a dismal season. They fired Dan. Where's Dan? I don't know where Dan is. Dan's probably on the beach right now. Uh, Florida, three and two, five and three in the SEC. Uh, Florida, a four and a half point favorite, uh, in Gainesville. Where are you going? Florida. All right, you're taking Florida minus four now. So the Arkansas right, Arkansas will be zero and six. Will they make a change at Arkansas? Are they okay with Sam Pittman? I think he'll stay another year with yeah, him. Too. South Carolina uh, beat up no lineman takes on Jacksonville State, who's seven and two. This is a trap game for South Carolina. Uh, the line's fifteen and a half. Uh, they are Jacksonville State at South Carolina. Uh, Eleven o'clock kick, so they won't be rowdy in Columbia. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think, I think South Carolina wins. They're beat up, but I hope they do. Yeah, but they're going to cover the 15 and a half. Yeah, I think so. All right. Missouri, Georgia, uh, <laughs> 15 and a half. That's a lot of points, but, uh, it's Georgia, gone down. But when, no, nah, you went. It was 16. Out. Okay. Well, I think when Georgia is challenged, they have, they have stood up and, uh, pretty much annihilated everybody when they, you think it's going to be a close game. Does Georgia cover the 15 and a half? All right, taking Georgia minus fifteen. You writing these down, Noah? No, you don't have to. All right, Auburn Vanderbilt, uh twelve and a half. Uh Vanderbilt's also winless in the SEC. Auburn with their first win last week. Peyton Thorne, eh, he's okay. Uh what do you think? They're twelve and a half. Who who wins that? Uh 
Uh, I think Auburn wins it. I think it's okay. You think they cover that line? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. I, I didn't touch it. Uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State. Uh, Kentucky is a four-and-a-half point favorite in Stark, Vegas. Mississippi State looked awful last weekend. I don't know if their, new, if their quarterback will be back or not. Uh, where are you going there? Mississippi State's where? You is say? that Starkville? They are uh, four. You can get Kentucky plus four-and-a-half in Starkville. I'll take Kentucky in the four and a half. All right, in the game, everybody wants to know, LSU-Alabama line is three. Uh, I think you think Alabama's going to win. Will they cover the three? Yep. All right, uh, they will cover the three. All right, Noah's got all the staff picks. He'll put it out on the website. I picked Alabama to win 34-30 uh, this weekend. Uh, whenever I go against them, I'm worried about it, but uh, I think they'll get it done. Yes, Noah? Yeah, I just got to get Justin's when he gets in, and then I'm publishing it. Uh, like you'll post it. Uh, all right, uh, the Blue Plate Special. Lock it in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. We want to thank Alabama One, a great sponsor of this 8 o'clock hour. We appreciate Mike Brown. They got uh, a lot of great things going on at Alabama One. Go to the website, www.alabamaone.org. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You list the tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great weekend, everybody.